This is the podcast that flips the health and wellness industry upside down so you can be your healthiest inside out. I'm your host, Dr. Neil Smoller, holistic pharmacist and supplement strategist. I'm joined, as always, with by Mr. Mark DeSico, founder of RTD Fitness. Hi, Mark. With and by. Sure. With we're using by. we're using our prepositional phrases here, Neil. I got to say. We're public I, school grads. It's fine. <laughs> I know that there are. Most of the people are listening and can't see how cool we are. Yeah. But we are cool right now. Super cool. Why are we cool, Mark? Swag, baby. T-shirts. We got some wellness upside down T-shirts. This is big for us. This is our first non-wellness warrior and RTD <laughs> fitness T-shirts that we've worn. I, I was saying I'm like a cartoon character in my blue RTD fitness shirt, but now we're both rocking the same gear. We're on the same page here, Neil. <laughs> rocking the wellness upside. We're rocking our gear. This is our stuff, This is man. our stuff. And you can hear the T-shirt. It goes... Yeah, it plays It plays, it plays a song. You just, press, you just press against our chest, and it goes... <laughs> So please, if you see Mark in public, press against his chest. You should definitely do that. And then that will make the theme song go. I guarantee it. <laughs> Today's episode is My Heart Will Go On Ugh. Holistically. Uh. I know that you were the kind of guy that like watched the Titanic a lot I mean, and like listened to that song a lot. Listen. Let's it, not pretend. Uh, the, the song, it thumps, okay? <laughs> so let's not pretend. It took over, you know, the airwaves in the late 90s, but oh it is God. it is one of the, I mean, it's, it's when that intro hits... Ah, my heart. <laughs> it, uh, I feel it in my in my cardiovascular system. It's wow. uh, it's a it's a banger, bro. Yeah, I, we we have to keep the extraneous chit chat. We got to keep it down. Got to keep it low because we've got reviews now that say that we have too much extraneous chit chat. So we're gonna go right on. Well, with the if episode. you just tune in at the beginning, that's all you're gonna get because we do our <laughs> check in. So the the whole beginning is extraneous chit chat. So we're beyond that now. We're we are a professional podcast. <laughs> No extraneous anything. Everything is exactly planned to the second. We're going right to the right to the content. Right into the action. We're actually not even going to say words that aren't related to the content. Nope. We're cutting everything down, and then the producer's going to take one more pass through and then cut everything. Really get rid of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's just going to be less us going like heart, and like that's that's all it's going to be. <laughs> so in my holistic standard, this is going to be a wellness pyramid discussion today. We're going to be talking about the holistic management of heart health. A lot of this stuff is always inspired by other stuff. So this is inspired, of course, by uh, the apothecary. There's been a number of folks that are now paying attention again to their other stuff that isn't COVID. And so the heart is coming up a lot. It's almost always a cholesterol conversation, let's be honest. But, you know, so people are coming in and I'm noticing a theme with their mindset. And I really want to get to the bottom of that to help people best care for themselves. So visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast related, including swag. T-shirts. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app or even over on YouTube. And then give us a five-star review. Write uh, a review if you'd like. And then just don't mention anything that would require feedback. Feedback is best given directly to us at, via email. And then we can go, oh, thanks for the feedback. And we will change that. Trash can. <laughs> versus like just Delete. throwing the stuff out to the public. Well, I'm just a little bitter about it. I don't know. Neil's but struggling, guys. He, he was, and when we early started this thing and I was like worried about me looking like grumpy, he was like, oh, Mark needs his ego stroke. Neil is struggling with this yeah, extraneous chit chat. He's not doing well. He had to put the post up. He deleted the post. Yeah. He's texting me. He's crying. This there was a, tears. It was very sad. Thing. His kids had to like snuggle him and hold him. They were giving yeah. him candy over Halloween. It was a mess, yeah. guys. It's a I mess. Just, it's just, it just to me, it's like uh, we you know, do this free thing, right? Where we like thing. give you free information that's like pretty like you should have to pay for this, and then the answers that we get back from the internet are things like, "Wow, I wish you guys would like." 
chat less. Yeah, uh, and it's just weird because I listen to so many podcasts and yeah. everybody says nothing. Well, here's what I'll hours. say. Here's what I'll say. I had I met a guy this weekend. I did, I already knew him, but he had just started listening to the podcast. He's like a friend of mine's uh, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So he's like, listen, man, I just got into the podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts. You guys are pretty good together. Like you guys oh. sound like you've been doing it a while. I was like, you know, that's hel- helpful feedback yeah. and appreciated and yeah. also positive. So I'm going to listen to that as yeah. opposed to this extraneous chit chat guy. <laughs> but he, what he said was like, you guys blend well. You, you, you kind of make, sound like you know each other. I'm like, well, I've, you know, I've known him like 30 years. So that's Something a long like time. That. But, mm-hmm. but you know, so there's a good opportunity to, to balance out that extraneous chit-chat. We could say, we're, we're a fine-tuned machine here, Neil. We've been <laughs> at this now for a while. we got a bunch of episodes under yeah. our belt. I think, you know, we're pretty good at this. Like two dozen, I think, at, at least, this point. At least. 75. Sure. And we have millions of listeners. So it was just yes. one person. One so guy. One deal. guy. Who cares? There's like <laughs> one guy who has a bad idea. It's like, you know, we got to listen to the internet? No. <laughs> All right. So let's check in and do our pre-podcast affirmation. Why are we here? What are we trying to do? Uh, so basically, you know, we're, we're here. We're trying to help people. <laughs> That's the idea. <laughs> We're going to help you live your healthiest life. We we are fans of supplements when done right. We just don't want you to get lost in the chaos that the health and wellness industries intentionally create. And so we're here to help you make sure that you don't waste your time, your money, or your energy trying those false promises from these billion-dollar industries. Today's topic is like 100% centered around this concept. So we're here to help you on a new and better path. But as a warning, we rant. And when we're ranting, we're not ranting about you or the decisions you've made, but the system that got you there in the first place. We're raging against the machine, the misinformation, and the hype. So, uh, yeah, we're here for you, man. That's what we're what That's we're the whole point of this thing. You know, the more we listen to these episodes, we listen back and we critique ourselves. But honestly, at the core of all of this is support and help. That's what we're trying to do. We think we got some valuable stuff to offer here. Like Neil's been at this, you know, supplement game and, and pharmacy game for a long time. I've been trying to not be fat for a very long time. So, like, I think we have, you know, some pretty substantial tips here and things we can offer. And folks who've given me good feedback about, like, when we've talked about nutrition, other pieces... Those are the things that we're trying to do is, is let you in a little bit on some of these, you know, ideas that maybe, you know, refine some of them. And this heart healthy one's going to be a good one because it's something all of us, all of us can relate to. Yeah. I mean, really the, the interesting thing about heart health conversations is like, it's the pinnacle of all your work. So if you start out young, like Mark and I, cause we're so young, Very young. um, and, and manage your health and wellness holistically, uh, and have daily wellness practices that are evidence-based, you hopefully will get to a point sometime later in life where these chronic illnesses haven't shown their head. Um, and so, you know, if you're, if, if you're like us, you can kind of get, get your hand around this. So I, I really like the conversation around heart health. The problem is, is that a lot of folks are doing this later in life. <laughs> so they're, they're coming at this after the doctors already talked to them about their cholesterol. And that's really what happens, right? So the doctor says, hey, man, you got high cholesterol. So how do you incorporate that information into your head, right? How do you respond? Because you're a healthy person. I'm healthy, right? And now the doctor's telling you that you're not healthy. But the thing is, you feel fine. You feel no different than you did before. So what are you, 
your first step's going to be, right? And so I'm going to eat Honey Nut Cheerios because well, I saw a commercial with the bee flies around and then he says, this is a heart healthy breakfast. It's a heart healthy breakfast. So I'm just going to eat Honey Nut Cheerios. I think Ava's on board with that. I'm, 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 I'm with you too. I okay. think Honey Nut Cheerios are a big cornerstone to heart of, health. Of all heart health, <laughs> of all heart healthy diets. But what I've really seen with this and the reason that we're doing this is because it's a rejection is what happens first, right? So, you know, we've got the 20 or so episodes in by now. Not a lot of people out in the United States of America have the proper framework, even though millions of people are listening to what we're saying, right? They're not doing the true holistic care thing. And a lot of people don't have a wellness strategy or a supplement strategy, right? And so there's a, a lot of denial that kind of happens here, right? And so the next actions that people take are reactionary and they're also misguided, not because of them, but because of what the wellness industrial complex wants you to do, which is buy your, their stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so then they're going to tell you everything that you want to hear to get you to do that. And so that's where we come in today and say, okay, so your doctor now tells you that you have a, a chronic condition like hypercholesterolemia, high cholesterol in your blood. What do you do with that information? So we have to first get real, right? This is as serious as a heart attack. <laughs> uh, I knew that was coming. Oh my God, the uh, punch. Ava, Just I'm wait so until sorry. we record the water episode, bro. I can't. Just wait. Um, so this is a real issue. Heart disease is a real problem. One third of all deaths in this country are due to heart disease. Okay, it's that's a big number, it's like and and it's almost it, everybody. It's almost <laughs> like most of the people who die die because their heart stops, and so right. so knowing what we can do preventatively ahead of that sort of I got the cholesterol now it's bad. What do I do? That's like you said, late in the game, right? So how do we get ahead of that before yeah. it gets to that point? And we're back to the pyramid that I mispronounce all the time. <laughs> so I mean, most people that are dying of cardiovascular disease or heart disease, it's normally coronary heart disease, so heart attacks right? Uh, But it's also strokes and heart failure. But literally, it's almost everybody is dying of a heart attack, right? So we know this. And I mean, most people, once you kind of remind them of the idea that, you know, it's 30% of all deaths, or it's the number one cause of death in women, for example, right? They'll go, oh, yeah, now I recall that, right? But despite that, what do we have? We have a reality that that doesn't align. We're all fat. There's a 42% obesity rate in this country. Speak for yourself. We we all have high cholesterol. 20% of us have high cholesterol. 34% of us have high blood pressure. And 30% of us are either diagnosed or have undiagnosed diabetes. On top of that, 30 million freaking people still smoke cigarettes, right? So all- And that's the question they ask when I go to the doctor. It's like the big question. Do you smoke cigarettes? Like every problem that you have is made worse by smoking cigarettes. And they're that like the doctors like that when they ask it, they're like waiting for you to say yes so that they can go, oh God. Oh uh, yeah, I'm just gonna this guy's I, shot. It's like I'm it's control like, out deleting you. Yeah, it's it's over <laughs> for you. Like if you say yes, like I'm smoking cigarettes, they're like, Well, you're dead. I mean, and and that's a bit of a stretch, but it's not because <laughs> Neil just gave you some pretty sobering statistics. Those are some big numbers. And and it, to your point about health and wellness, like you can feel pretty healthy and your heart can stop. Like yeah. there's lots of reasons why your heart reaches a point where it's done. And so let's talk about how we can support your overall body because that's what we're doing. This 
holistic approach, <laughs> Neil, right? The whole body, because the one part that you need pretty badly is that heart. Yeah. And if it stops doing the things that it's doing, bringing it's, the blood around and, and oxygenating it and doing all that stuff, you're not going to make it, folks. That's you can Celine take, like, Dion isn't going to save you. Celine Dion in here for you. You can sit at the front of the boat all you want and be the captain <laughs> of the ship, but it's not going to happen. And and the same way Dresdale talked about, if I take your brain out of your head, you know, if I take your heart out of your body, it's not going to work. And right. so you can't just separate it out. you got to support that heart. And so that's what we're here to help with. When I talk to people about these kinds of things and they get this new diagnosis and they're in this instant denial and rejection kind of phase. Especially if you feel good, right? Like like you right. were saying. Like, yeah. So if, I, like, if I'm walking around, I'm like, ah, I'm all right. Well, why know, would the, I believe a doctor? Why, right. What should I believe a doctor for? Like they just ran my blood work. Well, what do they know? Right. And if you think about it, most of my patients are quote unquote healthy. They sure. are active. They have great wellness practices. They're normally great body weight, like, you know, percentages sure. of fat and such. And, and so this is really the first time that they're hearing anything like this. So there's like this, this rejection. And so what, and even some easy stuff like osteoporosis, right? So like they'll hear that disease and they'll just hear the word. And then they'll just think that the next thing is like, I'm going to be on a drug and I don't want to be on a drug. Mm-hmm. And and so what I like to do for people is to give them not like, you know, statistics or whatever. I just like to say, listen, I don't want you to die of something stupid, something that we can prevent. Right. right. So here's the thing that's probably the most real that I'll say here today. I've said it a couple times on this podcast. A lot of this is thematically the same thing, but unhealthy lifestyle choices lead to chronic diseases. Those lead to big problems and those lead to death. And like, that's how it works. And sometimes it's like unhealthy choices leads to weakening of the bones, which then leads to a a fragile gait when you're older, which leads to a broken hip, which leads to death, right? And so that seems removed from us. But imagine that we are finally at that finish line, that 80-year-old finish line, and then we fall, and then we're dead in six months when we're actually pretty quote-unquote healthy, right? And that's a weird thing for me. I'd rather be Thelma and Louise over the Grand Canyon. That's a way to go out. Like, go out, like, with the police chasing you. That's that's a fine way to die. I approve of that. That got crazy at the end there. But I think <laughs> I think for me, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy this uh, this concept. Because, because it's it's this idea that I'm making, I'm investing now in a future self. And so when I stretch now and I teach people how to do stretching, we've talked about that here, uh, that's an investment in your flexibility for the future. That's an investment in your gait for the future. It's an investment in your joint and bone health for the future. Like your fascia that surrounds your muscles, all of that, that body work that needs to happen to keep everything moving doing that stretching, doing that focused body weight exercise is an investment in my future self. It's, it's, a, it's a plan that I have for me to be able to live longer and, and healthier and better, right? So not just I'm sustaining, it's I want to live my best possible life without having to be on 87 drugs, without having to have 50 million supplements. We're, we're trying to cut through the things you can go buy to solve the problems and put plans in place now. To actually do something. To yeah. do something. So, like, let's do that kind of thought exercise yeah. uh, as it pertains to heart disease instead of osteoporosis, sure. right? So, the end result is you die from a heart attack. But let's take it a step backwards. What, what caused the heart attack? Well, a blood clot formed, you know, and then it broke off. And then it lodged into one of the blood vessels that feeds the heart itself, and it caused the heart to stop. Well, what caused the blood clot? What the blood clot? What the blood clot? Uh, hardening of the arteries that led to an inflammatory response, which then caused the clot to form, right? Well, what caused the hardening of the arteries? Well, fat deposits from elevated bad cholesterol and triglycerides. Okay, well, what caused the bad cholesterol to be high? McDonald's. And fried chicken and beer, right? There and it it's is. like, and like that's, that's a ludicrous that's, album. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's that's why I did yeah. that. So th- so that's that's where we're at, man. Like it's like a straight line, and it's all cumulative. It's over time. Uh, this stuff uh, takes you from being a quote unquote healthy person with not great wellness practices or lacking wellness practices to a place where your mortality is met with a heart attack, which is totally preventable. And so it would be fabulous for me <laughs> if all of this death and dying from something preventable stopped. That's kind of why I was pushing the COVID stuff, right? Because that became the number three reason for death in this country. Uh, out of 800,000, about 100,000 to 200,000 people a year were dying from it. And it looks like that's going to be the trend from here on out. And I say, yeah, that's dumb. When 60,000 people die from the flu, I don't go, well, it's as bad as COVID or, or worse. I say that's dumb to die, have so many people die from that disease, right? Dying from preventable causes. Right? And, and it's it's it, 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 some are more preventable than others. For so sure. the prevention on this is is that boring Queen Elizabeth style level of boring that yeah. we talk about here that idea that I can't possibly make this seem sexier to you than it really is <laughs> it's not this is super boring yeah. super like regimented disciplined approach to your eating and your wellness if you do that, you can prevent a lot of this. If you don't do that, the downstream impact that we've talked about here is is consequential. There's consequences to your behavior. And so it, you can eat all of the Halloween candy on Halloween. If you keep eating the Halloween candy, Neil and Mark, you're not going to make it. So so eating the candy now is fine for short periods. And I tell people that. Like people are like, oh my God, yeah, I, had a, I had a glass of wine. I had some candy. Listen. Do have it. Some can- Enjoy have your life. Some can- you got to live, folks. Yeah. You got to live. Have some candy. But if you're eating candy at every meal, which is yeah. what it feels like for Neil right now. Yeah. Um, Apple cider, bourbon, and M&M's. Perhaps that, <laughs> that combo is not cholesterol friendly, like heart attack called, yeah. and he left a message because you couldn't pick up because you were passed out from the M&M's All the sugars. and the bourbon. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, so here's the other thing, Mark, is that when I look at it uh, from this, like it's a preventable disease that affects Everybody. And I list, look at those statistics about how many people smoke and how many, the obesity rate. This is a widespread systemic problem. So there's the us component, but then there's the system stuff too, right? And so we are all failing, right? We're failing each other. We're failing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we can't get out of our own way and we can't do it fast enough either. You know, so like, Heart, you know, heart disease conversations brings to the forefront a number of problems for me with both the health and the wellness industries. Heart disease is serious. I've already said that. But the waters are constantly muddled, right? Because it's not about all of the sombering stuff we just talked about and how this is preventable, but it's statins don't work. Cholesterol is just a number. My doctor isn't talking to me about healthy eating, right? And then alternatively, I Googled Dr. Neil Heart Health just to bring up my own article because I didn't feel like clicking through the links. And there was another Dr. Neil that did Ooh. this, this uh, video that said foods that reverse heart disease. Reverse heart reverse disease. Reverse them. Yeah. And so like that's not I helpful want, rhetoric either, I want right? Al- alternate universe Dr. Neil. I want <laughs> I want whatever he's having. I want in on whatever that plan is. Right. He seems like he's figured it out, Neil. He's reverse. You can't even reverse heart disease. Reverse it. But other Dr. Neil. Can. Reverse it. Right. Maybe he's like 
the Doctor Strange of you and his alternate version of you. Like it's me, I'm the zombie multiverse. You're the zombie crap version yeah. that I got stuck with. And there's like a super <laughs> cool version out there making a sick Re- podcast, re- actually reversing, reversing heart. To, I mean, reversing it, taking disease and reversing it back down, flipping and reverse it. <laughs> it's both the health and wellness industries will stand in the way of your best self. You've heard me say that. It's a not lot. news. It is disgusting. We have to get past the rhetoric and focus on reality and that reality will make you healthier but think think about it though neil right this guy you searched yourself trying to just find your silly little article that was probably like oh just do healthy stuff and try to make your life better (laughs) and this guy's got kind of funny this guy's got like i will reverse he's like a magician i'm gonna reverse your heart disease why would i click the other doctor crappy doctor neil i wouldn't don't you think that there's some sort of wait a minute grossness to hmm. this whole thing yeah isn't it really gross how like yeah of course people want to hear that people want to believe that he's a physician he knows it's not true he knows that it's uh, an exaggeration at best right and then he's and still putting it out there and negligent at worst totally. like it's da- it's dangerous is it's what dangerous it is to, to say that foods can reverse heart disease that's insane i know that a healthy diet can certainly lower your risk of heart disease but say that and, and, and like say that but like that's boring and people don't like to listen to the boring stuff one of the big crit critiques of covid was that oh the information is confusing it's no because it's boring they have to say the stuff that they know and that's it and when it comes to heart disease if you look at the american heart association or any site that has to do responsible education it's boring and yeah that's the problem we have to get over our boredom here folks it's not meant to be exciting none of this is exciting (laughs) and it's how i train my daughter for life like all she wants to do is watch youtube kids and i'm like listen life is boring Okay. Life every day going through life is boring. Like she actually said to her teacher, like your, your lesson's boring. And I was like, first of all, we're not, we're not doing that. But, but that comes as a re there's a reason for that because the, the input that we get, and we've talked about the digital piece of this, like being on phones and being on screens, we're nonstop with our input. We're constantly looking for input. So I'm going to spend 18 hours on Reddit trying to find reasons why Neil's idea is stupid. And I got the best idea over here reversing heart disease because a guy said he could reverse it. So I'm going to go to the guy who's reversing it as opposed to the boring lifestyle choices on the base of the pyramid. And, and that's what we're up against. So one of the things that we've talked about briefly here today is this idea of health and wellness. So let's really kind of cut to the core of this because we have so many folks that say that they're healthy, but they're not well, right? So health is the state of being free from illness or injury. So I, and you know, the thing is, is like we try to apply this label of health healthy as like a one size fits all. And it kind of just goes for everything, but you can be healthy in a lot of different areas and then unhealthy in others. So like you can have a totally healthy body, but then when it comes to say your cardiovascular system, it could be unhealthy. And so like you have a pathology or a disease in the cardiovascular system, but that doesn't mean that your bone health isn't good and you're not doing the right things and everything else. Right. So that's an important thing is that health is really the concept of, do I have a disease or not? All right. And we can't really just apply that blanket label across all of our organs if one of them is a little goofy. Right. Um, wellness, though, is the thing that we are talking about. And it's the, the act of practicing those healthy habits on a daily basis to attain better physical and mental health outcomes. Now, this is what Mark was saying before, like we're doing this to be healthier. Right. We are doing this not just to uh, like we've always talked about, like we're not just trying to um, not be uh, deficient 
patient, what we're doing with our wellness practices is to have better outcomes, to have a, a healthier outcome. These are our activities that we do every day, the choices we make, our lifestyles themselves. How are they uh, fitting into our daily practices? So, Mark, you were 400 pounds, yeah. right? Yeah. You were healthy. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I, I joked when we did the book of Mark because it was like I'd walk in and I'd say, yeah, I'm healthy other than my CPAP and my upcoming, <laughs> you know, pre diabetes I'm fighting off. And, you know, but honestly, I was a pretty healthy 420 pound guy. If you ask me, like, right. I none of my organs were failing. I, you know, my cholesterol has never been bad, which always surprised my doctors. Like they'd get my cholesterol back and they'd be like. God, why is your cholesterol good? And they were like mad because yeah. like, because like I shouldn't have good cholesterol because of what I was doing to my body. Like they were just jealous that they, they were could, jealous that they I could eat be, more. They you know? wanted to eat like me. And yeah. so they didn't get that opportunity. So mm -hmm. like I've gotten to eat everyone's versions of food at this point. I've eaten all of your candy <laughs> and all of your dicings. Like I've done all that, but this is, you know, it, you can be healthy and not well. And so that's really the point. But I guess here. were you practicing wellness? No, no. And, and like I was practicing. <laughs> and that's the, that's the differentiation, right? Eatness. Yeah, like I was eating this and I was eating that. And so, you know, uh, like um, it's gross, but that that's, that's the idea here is it's, it's, it's easy to look at yourself and go, oh, I'm pretty healthy. You know what I mean? And that's, and we all want to be right. We all want to be like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing some of this stuff, but like, even after our last, you know, conversation, like I've been doing lists because Neil and I talked about list making and how that helps our brains and our brains aren't efficient in that way. And it's not meant to be used as a list maker. So like I had my daughter make lists for her morning routine and I made some lists for myself just practicing it out. I don't like it. Yeah. I, and it's not, it's not natural to me. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's how uncomfortable things feel when you're trying to do new stuff. So embracing the suck is part of this. Some yeah. of this stuff just sucks. Like I yeah. don't want to make lists. I don't want to get out of pen and paper. I don't like paper, but the impact of me trying to keep it all in my brain is I sometimes forget stuff or right. I don't do it the way I want. Or and I don't then that prioritize causes stress, triage, which causes then stress. If, if you're doing a lot yeah. of stuff, it becomes too much and you end up losing your mind like me on sure. a normal daily basis. Every so, day. Right. You know, so I bring this up, the, the health and wellness thing, because when as soon as we talk about heart disease, as soon as we get that new information, it instantly becomes that false dichotomy that we've talked about, the conventional medicine versus wellness. So the idea that like disease management via medications or doctors is anti-wellness, right? And then there's the wellness. But no, that's not really what's going on. We have health and we have wellness. Those two things, it's like sort of like weather and climate, right? They go along together, right? So I don't want to take medicines or I just want to eat right or I want to take supplements and not medicine. That's our mentality. That's where we kind of slide into because it's a them versus us kind of thing, right? Um, my, you know, the the other side of it is like my doctor only wants me to use a statin drug. My cholesterol is only a little high. How come they're not talking to me about diet, right? And so all of these things are very natural responses, what people say. And I, I have to say a lot of um, that is coming from the propaganda. Again, it's coming from the machine and we have to kind of break through that a little bit here. So, you know, I, I can't be any more clear. So when I say this, like really listen to what I'm saying, taking supplements is not wellness. I don't think that's something that we've like distinctly or like individually said here. That's important. That like taking a supplement is not a wellness practice. Okay. We just define what a wellness practice is and it's about the decisions, uh, activities, the habits, those kinds of things. It's bottom the pyramid stuff, guys. And so supplements can be a wellness practice because supplementing healthy choices is really what we're trying to do. So if we, we make the choice to have a higher amount of omega-3 in our diet, we 
try to increase the food that we eat. But then if we can't, we supplement strategically with that omega-3. That is a wellness practice, right? And so it's about the strategic use. It's about quality supplements. It's using science and evidence to guide those decisions. So that's a very important thing for everybody to hear. And we, we've, we've talked about it kind of generally, and that's why we've talked about it as that second rung in the pyramid, right? So, so we're up, we don't go there until we've dealt with the base of the pyramid, those five lifestyle domains equal to one another on the base. See, I got it. And so, (laughs) and so those pieces are the ones we have to focus on first because neglecting one or more of those is not going to get you to that next level where you're even ready for supplements. Like Neil shouldn't give you a supplement if you're not looking at those base behaviors. And so that's what we're trying to kind of support and uphold the importance of. Because if you're doing those things in a general way, you're going to see the results much better than taking just an omega-3 and not sleeping, not drinking water, not eating you know nutritious meals at, at, at intervals that make sense for your body. And you're just flailing around throwing omega-3s at the problem. That's not going to do what you think it's going to do. Right. So your doctor says to you, you have high cholesterol, right? Reaching for that cholesterol-lowering, quote-unquote, supplement isn't a healthy wellness practice. Isn't what you think it is. It's not thinking holistically by doing that. It's pseudo-medicine. The habit of reaching for these things and conflating supplements with wellness, especially the crap supplements that are on this market, and feeling that they're superior to or at least not as bad as medicines, is taught to us via this propaganda from the supplement and the quote-unquote wellness industry. Right. And if you have a pathology, Neil, you need help. And yeah. so and so acting like I have a pathology, I've been diagnosed with a thing, and now I'm not going to do the medical thing that that person's telling me, it's already too late, guys. Right. And so by then, you, you have to, in a very real way, embrace the medical community here because that's where you're at. So like... I didn't have to have the surgery for my bariatric situation, but by doing so, by engaging that medical fraternity and having them help me with this problem, I've been given this opportunity to now have a better shot at these other pieces. I needed the medical piece for this. And I there was no supplement. There was no going to Neil and getting an omega-3 that was going to break through the pathology that I was in at that time. There yeah. just wasn't. And like that actually brings up a point that I'll probably talk about in a little bit. But the idea that when we go to the doctor and the doctor finally diagnoses us with something after a life of poor wellness practices, that's not the time for the green smoothie. And as I've said this before, the, the busiest time in flu season is a week after they make the announcement that there's this horrible flu, right? The, the time that people eat their healthiest is after a cancer diagnosis. I've never seen people eat cleaner or healthier, right? And so while those things are great, it's important to get a flu shot no matter when, as long as you get it in the season. Eating well will support a cancer diagnosis because your body can can withstand the storm that's coming, right? That's all good. But the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Today is great too, but 20 years ago is better. And so when you get to a doctor and they say, hey, um, your cholesterol is high, your doctor's job is to keep you alive. <laughs> so they're going to say, listen, you know, you got this far uh, to, uh, you know, for some reason, we need to get you under control today. Now, again, I will blame the health industry, the, the, the conventional medicine industry doesn't do a good job. I'm going to get to that in a minute, but the idea here is that, you know, we will need these things. So, and and it goes to Dresdale's point about the gators, right? So you have these gators in the swamp, the doctor points the gators and go, those are gators. You got to deal with those. If you go, 
ah, I'm sorry, doc. I don't see any gators. That's not realistic. It's not right. And so you got to fight off those gators. Then we can get to the swamp, which is, you know, maybe eat a little bit better, but you can't manage that if you don't have a, a realistic approach to the actual problems. It's getting honest about what those problems are. And when they've been confronting you and you see them and you're told them and you just live in denial, that's not going to function. Not at all. So we want you to make those decisions to implement some wellness practices today and to prevent these chronic health issues that are coming down the pike, specifically related to heart disease. And I want you to make better decisions in managing your chronic diseases like high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, all of that stuff is super important. And we do that based on the best evidence we have, not based on propaganda from either the health or the wellness industry. Or Honey Nut Cheerios. Or Honey Nut Cheerios. I want you to know what the wellness industry can do for you in reality. And this is an important thing for everybody to hear. Can I reverse heart disease with food? Yes. <laughs> Wait, no. No, I can't. Sorry, doctor, whatever bah, your bah, face other is. Other Dr. Neil. Alter, yeah, doc, Alternate universe, Dr. Neil. Dr. Neil Turnit. Ooh. Yeah, how about that? Mm. Um, so wellness habits can reduce your risk of a disease, and it can keep you healthy. Wellness habits can stop a disease from progressing 100%. And sometimes good wellness habits can reverse a disease. Oh, it takes a lot of work. Oh, but it's not just one food or two things. It's a lot of effort, right? That's what it can do, right? So we can't talk like foods can reverse heart disease because when it gets a lot of attention in the wellness influencer space, it's going to detract from our ability to actually help people stop having heart disease. <laughs> and if you call yourself doctor, whatever, I would hope that that would be our shared goal. So we have to be real about what we can do. We can work our butts off with lots of different wellness practices and then potentially get off medicines and then put that risk really far away. In reality, what we're probably going to do is we're going to slow the progression of it. We're probably going to need a combination of things. Um, and, you know, if we do it right, though, we can prevent these things from ever happening in the first place. So we can get ahead of it. And when we're in it, we can lessen it and make it a little bit better by using wellness. Always going to be going back to this idea that wellness is always going to be the approach that you want to use. That will always benefit you, pathology or no, issues or no, that is always going to work. And, and, that's, and we've proven that both anecdotally in our own lives, but also just from patients you've seen, people we've worked with, we know that this is effective across the board. So it's good advice because it works for everyone, regardless right. of pathology, regardless of what else you have going on. Keeping that at the, at the center of this thing is crucial. It's what everything points to. So let's talk about the wellness pyramid. How, how about that? The wellness pyramid for heart health. How does that kind of fit into what we're saying here? And so I want to introduce a new concept, actually, when you were talking about the cigarettes early in the episode. Uh, I mean, I want people to be cool, right? So that's fine. So smoke and that makes you look cool. Um, so, nice. But I wouldn't do it for the heart benefit because there is none, right? So we're going to talk about the wellness <laughs> pyramid and this new concept, the moat around the wellness pyramid, because we don't really, we never really talk about this. The wellness pyramid is talking about nutrition and exercise and sleep and all of that fun stuff and like how to do it right. But there are some things that like the gators that will take you out no Ooh. matter what that we normally don't mention. So it's like, these are the drastically unhealthy choices that, you know, hasten death, shorten our lifespan, right? That those bad, really bad decisions that everybody knows about. Uh, smoking, binge drinking, drug abuse, and those risky behaviors like 
not wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> no, that's a good one. You know, like that doesn't need a place in the wellness pyramid, but I would hope that everybody would stop doing it. And, you know, the idea that it's become so well known in our culture that smoking is such a very unhealthy thing to do, literally probably one of the most unhealthy decisions you can make. Um, I, I just want to mention, like, as, as it relates here to heart disease, it is like a direct lineage, like smoking and heart disease, heart attacks, strokes, they are directly connected to each other. You might as well just like plan for that, right? So I just want to talk about that moat around the wellness pyramid before we get into it. That's exciting. It is very, it's cool to kind of talk about. That is neat. Yeah. 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 So, so the lifestyle domains, there are five lifestyle domains and each one of them can influence our heart health in one way or another. And we've talked about nutrition a bunch, but there are some, you know, like do this, not this kind of thing. So let's, talk about the foods that we should avoid and the foods that we should eat more of. So Ooh. do you have any ideas about foods we should avoid? Foods we should avoid. We should definitely avoid the candy that's sitting in the bowl because Neil is just chugging peanut M&Ms like a maniac person. It's not safe. So Soda so and sh- sugary sweets. Sugar, Boom. He got sugar's one. Sugar's a mess. Um, you know, uh, definitely like those really starchy um, carbs that are just all garbage yep. and don't actually benefit your body Refined at all. Refined carbs like white breads and yep. dicings pastries. Dicing's Sorry, pastry. dicings. Sorry, dicings. We love your pastries. Don't sponsor us. Honestly, we <laughs> we love your food, um, but, but we should not eat a lot of it. It's right. in moderation. So mm-hmm. so it's you know it's great to have a pastry once in a while, but my body wants a pastry every five seconds, and so <laughs> that's what we're up, that's what we're up against. Yeah. Um. So then we've got red meat, of course, because of the the high amount of saturated fat. It's normal. Uh, very rich in, in saturated fat well <laughs> over our daily limits. Mm-hmm. And some people eat it multiple times a day and sure. that can be a problem. It's not that red meat is a bad food. It's just like we eat far too much of it and mm-hmm. the, the unhealthy stuff that's there. Fried foods, big, Always. big problem. Dumping Always syndrome, problem. Neil. These, you're, you're listing all my dumping syndrome, guys. You're <laughs> listing all my, all my nemesis. And fake butter or vegetable oil. Very important to understand the trans fat stuff. Trans fats is, is probably like the cigarettes of food. Uh, mm. That's how I think I love about that. trans fats. We're going to have a whole fat episode. We're going to cut the nice. fat, chew the fat. Oh, I love it. P-H-A-T fat. We're going to do the whole, whole thing. The whole weird out. But yeah, but the, the idea here is that, you know, refined carbs, sugar, soda, that kind of stuff, fried foods, red meat, fake butter, trans fats, all of that. That's the unhealthy stuff. That's stay the, away. Stay away from that stuff. Minimize. Minimize, no, but like, just stay away like if you can. This stuff kind of has to be rare, and you can and you can get away from it, right? So, yeah. like everybody who's listening is going, "Well, that's I've heard what I need to hear here from these clowns. I'm not doing that." Like, yeah. You can, because Neil and I have, and I do on a fairly regular basis. Obviously, not in Halloween time when I'm chugging butterfingers, but yeah, other times. This is what we're talking about. Is these are the ones to steer clear of. There's, there, You don't have to eat these when there are going to be good options we're going to give you in a second. Yeah, and I mean, if you really think about it, what the, the behavior here is like these things actually will stop heart disease or prevent heart disease. The supplement that you want to buy, they may promise it. The, the online influencer may say that it does that, but it actually doesn't. So these are the things. Well, so and if, even if it does on some level, if you're eating all that stuff, it's not going to, it's not going to work in tandem. Like it's going to, yeah. it's not, it's not like those things go together synergistically. They're going to fight each yeah, other. That brings up a point and I'll, I'll discuss it now. No, you know, if you're smoking, no matter how many fish oils you take it's not going to get all anything. the omega-3s but right. if you're ch- chugging marlboro reds down the pike uh you're shot you know right. it's not going to work yeah you can't meditate away 
type 1 diabetes. You cannot. Or type 2 diabetes, I guess, in this situation. You can feel calmer about your diabetes, but you're still going to be diabetic. From a lifestyle domain standpoint, the nutrition side of things, proper weight management is very important, and then avoiding those unhealthy foods. There are some great foods that can improve your heart health, your cardiovascular health. So what do you think those are going to be, Marky? All right, listen. I love nuts. Nuts. I'm telling you, the variety of nuts, the fiber, the high fat content, the good fats, the healthy fats, the fiber... All of it is so important. Yep. I'm telling you, Daddy and the little and the fish. protein. You get a little bit of extra protein in there yep. too with that. But fish, I love. I love a good fish. A Fatty nice, fish, fatty nuts. fish, nuts. Uh, and then we got the oils. Colorful I like. Reds. I like. I like oils, oils too. Those I like oils. People, fats. people yeah. sleep on oils. You know, you guys got to get some olive oil in your day. Yeah. And and our and our our grandparents knew this. Like they put oil in everything. Because it, a it makes things taste better, mm-hmm. and b it's a super good fat. It's a really good fat. So like increase your olive oil guys get your oil up and this brings up a whole nother kind of can of worms the systemic problems that most of the olive oil that we eat is not really olive oil sure it's cut with vegetable oil and then it opens up that can of worms which then causes a paralysis for people and they're like oh i give up then and i I can't do anything i can't do anything and so what i'm i can't eat anything anymore so then don't have olive oil eat some fish and then have some colorful fruits and vegetables reds greens and blues those antioxidants are very heart healthy in that form so the nutrition side of things sleep of course is going to help out your cardiovascular disease mental well-being though is something i want to focus on especially managing your stress because stress contributes to high blood pressure and arrhythmias anxiety even even can lead down that path as well. So addressing your mental well-being. Exercise, of course, we're both very uh, much fans of aerobic exercise. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes of aerobic exercise most days, five out of seven days, and you'll be, you know, heart, and, and your heart the, will go on. Their heart will go on. The aerobic piece is important. The body weight, the weight bearing, the 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 moving your, your ligaments and your joints through a, a flow in terms of yoga stuff, guys, I cannot preach enough of the stretching <laughs> and the yoga. Like, it combines that cardiovascular piece with that weight bearing and that and that essential like you have to use weights with your body as you it's, get older. It's crazy because like have to. DeSico looks like he's on HGH or testosterone with right. his arms. It could be genetics that he's just like a gorilla. Like look at like it's crazy to me. And this kid doesn't lift weights. I don't lift weights. And it's people crazy. and people well, give me a hard time and they say yeah, I do. Or like uh, the people were even uh, trying to say I was eating trembolone sandwiches, which is hilarious. It's what a is great it? Show. Trembolone. Trembolone. Like that. Uh, I guess it's a, it's a steroid. Um, oh. I promise I don't. It's a joke. I promise I don't use steroids, folks. I. I use my body weight and I've used my body weight throughout and it continues to benefit me. So I, I'm trying to demonstrate for you, all of you that this stretching and this yoga stuff is money in the bank. I've been saying it to Neil. He wants to keep running and beating up his, his knees and that's fine. He can keep running. Running is very good and it's, and it's a great cardiovascular exercise. So I'm not bombing on running. Right. Running, walking are incredible. I'm a big walking guy. I'm a big Forrest Gump fan. That's yeah, really but what running is. is running is great and it's really great for my mental health. So I love running because it wears me out it, it it totally like works my whole body and my brain it calms it down like it gets it going and then it calms it down like it, there's a lot of things to speak for running but when we get to the exercise piece if you're not doing body weight stuff you are leaving money on the table it is an opportunity to increase flexibility and strength in a way that's accessible to your body that's not going to hurt you in the way that when you go to the gym and you do reps you overdo your body's not going to overdo when you're doing body weight you're going to leave that body weight exercise feeling better than when you started and that 
is if that's not a compelling argument for why to do it, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Except I'm living proof that you can get pretty well jacked doing bodyweight exercises. So I have used weights in the past. I've used weights along with my yoga. I'm not using weights now. I haven't used weights in over a year. And I'm feeling the physical benefit from that. So that, take it for what it is. But there's yeah, a I lot mean, there. It's really interesting because it just feels there's just a lot of options and it seems to be overwhelming. And, and if you take a different approach to it and be like, wow, there's a lot that I could potentially do that could get me to that same end point that isn't those conventional things, right? Instead of having to run, because a lot of people say, oh, aerobic exercise, that means that they got to sweat their faces off right. at some gym. And that's not really what we're saying. What I'm saying is, is you can stretch out in your living room 45 minutes with me on an app or in, you know, in a Rag live off. class and, and you're going to feel better. And and right? you don't have to leave your house. You can do it right. And you don't have to turn on your screen. Like the way we do RTD fitness at Project Mayhem is you have live classes that are on an app that you can go to at any time. So there, we take the excuses out of the game because the excuses are the thing that are going to trip you up. You're going to say, I can't do, I can't do, I can't do. We're taking all those roadblocks out of the way here. And this is about heart health, right? So yeah. this is connected. Like you cannot separate out the need for exercise in your day. You can't. And so you can try to work around it. You can try to do all those other lifestyle domains, but if you're not getting exercise on a regular basis, I can promise you, I am living proof of what happens when you don't exercise and eat whatever you want. You can be 420 pounds. That's an option for you. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is if you want to be your healthiest self, we have to look at these pieces. And so that's super important when we're talking about heart health here. For sure. So, and with any wellness practice, which is what we were talking about, the difference between health and wellness, it's all additive and it all helps to some degree. And uh, some things are going to have more impact than others. Staying away from the mode is going to be the most impactful for you uh, by far. Um, you know, and we just have to remember that. So like, let's not start smoking and then take five fish oil pills. That would help me out a bunch. So. <laughs> I mean, it would be, it would make the uh, discussion that you have with them much quicker because the second, <laughs> I, literally every time I go to the doctor's office, they're like, they would oh. just eject. They, they, they would do, just do, like, you, do you smoke cigarettes? No. Oh, it it's down. almost like, oh, thank God, oh, because God. you'd be you'd be shot. Like <laughs> the way you look, if you had if you had cigarettes, you'd be dead. And it's like, <laughs> but that's what they're really saying. Like it's it's they ask the question in an ominous way because it's ominous, right? They don't ask you, do you smoke cigarettes? Because they're trying to like you know make you feel bad. Yeah. They know for sure that your life will be shortened by doing that. That's right. And and I think also this generation. There's been enough rhetoric, at least for our generation, and I don't know if it's still going on, but like there was so much effort to tell us how bad smoking was. I think that word is pretty well out there now. Like I think people, you can you can say I'm making the choice to vape or I'm making the choice to smoke cigarettes, knowing that you're making a bad choice, right? Like, yeah. like you can't say it's for lack of information at this point. Like it's yeah. not one of those where people say to us, oh, well, I don't know about eggs anymore because everybody changes their ideas about whether they're bad or good yeah. for you. Like cigarettes, there's nobody like going, you know, I heard cigarettes are, like I had a doctor once in the 50s who told me cigarettes Just are good moderation. for my body. Just a couple of cigarettes daily, you know. And honestly, if you are like a pack a day smoker and you go down to a couple cigarettes a day, that's better. So yeah. like we would prefer you did that, but like, or cigarettes to vaping, right? That's a, that's a yeah. better transition totally. than what you're doing, mm -hmm. but it's not where you want to be. Right. And so like my sister-in-law just stopped smoking cigarettes. Hey, she got, she got into vaping. You made fun of her on the Cause podcast? I made fun of the podcast, but she's, <laughs> but she's vaping now. And she like told my, my wife that, and, and, and we were like, good, okay, you know, great. like honestly we were like, that's better. And so it's like, <laughs> this is all proportions folks. Like this yeah. is all relative. So so like if you're in the moat and you're deep in the moat and you're getting your eggs legs eaten out by the um you know by the gators 
if you can get to a different gator, if you can hop onto a different gator who's a little less scary, you know, ride a different dragon on House of the Dragon, which if you're not watching House of the Dragon, catch up. But if you're riding that dragon out, folks, and it's not the right size for you, you get a different dragon, right? <laughs> stay, stay with the metaphors, Neil. It works. All right, so we're talking about the heart-healthy wellness pyramid, so it's very easy for us to climb that thing. At the bottom, we've got the lifestyle stuff. We've just covered that. The next is supplements used strategically, and how do we do supplement strategy? We start with the Vital Five. There are two of the Vital Five that come up a lot when we talk about heart health, but really only one matters. Omega-3 uh, matters the most. It's a healthy nutrient. We want to make sure that we hit our target goals for the day, and sometimes that's difficult with food, so we supplement with omega-3 supplements. On top of that, we could use micronutrient, um, uh, I guess, fortification, we should say. Uh, this is where that conflict comes in that we talked about in the multivitamin episodes. We need more reds, greens, and blues in our diet, right? And we need those antioxidants. So I'd rather you eat the food. But if you can find a well-made red, green, blue smoothie type thing, which is very difficult to do, and you can certainly read all my articles about that, and I'll share some in the show notes. Um, it's it's important to do, uh, and it's best to do from food. So I mention it just to, again, kind of like just drop the hint and try to work people back from taking a pill into eating the thing. So when it comes to the Vital Five, it's omega-3 and those micronutrients from anti- uh, antioxidant rich foods. So, and really the point of talking about supplements and bringing this all up is actually to get to this point right here, 50 minutes into the episode, <laughs> cholesterol supporting supplements, right? So there's a lot to discuss here. And I, I just want to discuss this, a concept of pseudo medicine that I brought up before. Okay. So when somebody says, uh, you have cholesterol, your doctor goes, Hey, you got cholesterol problems. Right. And so the per first thing that people say is I don't want a statin and they'll say it's because of the side effects. And I've heard that statins aren't effective or whatever the thing is. So instead, they want to say, go to the pharmacy or vitamin store and say, I'm going to take red yeast rice, or I'm going to take bergamot because I read and I watched the video of Dr. Alternate Neil that said that I should do that. So the thing about those two products is that they're both statins. Red yeast rice was literally the first statin. The active ingredient in that is literally the lovastatin main ingredient. Lovastatin is one of the older statins. It's, it's not even on my radar of like recommendations of which statin to use if you had to choose a statin. Okay. And bergamot, this other compound that people use for cholesterol lowering, works on the same exact enzymes as statins. And it has some other mechanisms and stuff, but it's the statin-like compounds that we've pretty much agreed are the main culprits here. So my point isn't to really nerd it out on the mechanism of action of these things or to have a debate about bergamot or red yeast rice. It, it's at the end of the day, I'm okay with them because they work, right? Those things of course work because they're statins and <laughs> statins work to lower your cholesterol. And so these things that are like statins, just weaker and not regulated versions of statins work. Okay. And that's the dollar store statin. So like right. you'd rather take the dollar store low end crap statin that's going to do less for you ultimately because you don't think it's a statin and yeah. you don't think it's a medicine. It's a mindset problem. It's a mindset problem. So I'm going to go about this approaching it like, well, I had this red yeast thing or this berg bergamot, mm -hmm. bergamot. I don't know what that is, mm -hmm. but I certainly don't want to take a bergamot ever. Yeah. So if you have a medicine for me, fine. Mm -hmm. And so 
we have to get past this idea that the 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 Neil thing that he can pull off a shelf is somehow superior because he pulled it off a shelf and it's got great ingredients and he knows it's great and he's done all the research on it. Right. That's not the thing he's going to tell you to take because there's a better medicine in this situation that you can in this situation. Right. So imagine for for a minute that I took a COVID vaccine and I just made it a smaller, super small dose of it and I called it your immune boosting natural infusion, right? Mm. I didn't mention the vaccine. I didn't mention mRNA. I didn't mention anything. And I say that it synergizes naturally with your immune system, strengthening it and giving you the advantage over other people that aren't as savvy as you and aren't in on my secret. And And it reverses COVID. No side effects, reverses COVID, all natural. Wow. I'm misrepresenting what I'm doing. But man, I want it. I want it bad. I want just what you sold me. Can I have that? It's the most unethical thing that people can do. So why are we doing this? So if statin drugs are bad in our eyes, if all these charlatans are convincing us that statins are bad, how can they in the same breath tell us to take red yeast, rice, and bergamot? They're intentionally misleading you, right? So they're giving you a statin in sheep's clothing, like Mark's saying, right? The dollar store statin is what you're taking, right? And so you're okay with the pill for the disease, right? Because that's what folks will say. It's like, I don't want to take pills for my disease that I have. Well, no, you are because then you want to take a, a, a pseudo statin, right? And so your, your, your doctor wants you to control the number using the medication that has the evidence and you don't want to take the pill for the thing you want to take the supplement pill for the thing right a statin is a statin is a statin the industry is lying to you to get you to buy their stuff and it's effective because you want it to be true Mm -hmm. and so with all of these things they work because it's believable. When Neil started talking about his natural infusion, I was like, Ooh. I'd rather have that than a vaccine. That's amazing. Vaccine sounds medical. Oh, it sounds awful. I was saying that, you know, in the rhetoric and how they say it, they'll, they won't say medicine. They'll say pharmaceutical drug. You know, because that that has a horrible connotation to it. I don't say pharmaceutical supplement or pharmaceutical chemical mix that pretends to be a supplement. That's very wordy. But anyway, you know, so like I'd rather you use the version of the statin that's been studied, that's standardized, and then doesn't have the contaminants like in red yeast rice has citronin, which like melts kidneys and livers, Mm, right? Like technically. Delicious. So, you know, it's studied not to just lower the cholesterol number. And this is an important thing for folks to hear. Right. So the doctor says your number's high and your number is just an indicative thing of a risk. That's all it's saying. We're trying to paint a picture here, folks. We're trying to say, what's the likelihood that this disease will lead to ultimately lead to cardiovascular death in you? Right. And so if you're, you know, the person that's overweight and doesn't really exercise, doesn't really eat well, the doctor's not going to say to you, like, I think you should eat better now. They probably and hopefully have been saying to that that to you all along. Right. So, you know, at some point we have to say it's time to take the medicine, right? Because we're not just, we don't care just about the number, the cholesterol number. We care about preventing you from dying from that thing that we can prevent. It's right? the indicator. It's, right? it's, it's, that, it's that flashing light in the car that says there's something here that's not working great that might affect the entire car. And so if you leave it going and you just keep driving around, you're going to be able to drive around for a little while. Yeah. But eventually, you know, the engine's going to fall out. And yeah. you're not going to have a Lexus anymore. <laughs> so, you know, the the medicines are studied to lower cholesterol, but then also prevent the diseases, strokes, heart attacks, all of that fun stuff. Bergamot and red yeast rice can lower your cholesterol, but they're not studied to do that, right? 
So, and it's also a supplement, brand to brand, bottle to bottle. You don't know what you're going to get. And so these things, these statins fail all the tests for every reason that we give, that we don't want to use a statin, red yeast, rice, bergamot, and these supplements that promote themselves as cholesterol lowering embody those things. And so why would we use them if we don't want to use a statin drug? Why would we follow any guidance from an industry or the charlatans promoting this rhetoric if they're intentionally misleading us and telling us these that things are not statins or better than statins, it doesn't make sense. It's it it is it, it makes perfect sense though. It's central. <laughs> it, it really does because it's central to our discussions here. Every discussion we've had has had this paradox piece of it, which is like seemingly true but not true. Right. It seems like it should be true, but it's not. And so on its face. Like, I'd rather take the thing that isn't the medicine. We've talked about that. Yeah. I'd rather do the thing that isn't the medicine. I'd rather take the thing that's not medical, in quotes, because honestly, it means I got to really look at this thing. I got to look at this pathology and I got to own it. If I'm taking a medicine, that's a commitment, Neil. And I'm yeah. saying, I, all right, I've definitively got the thing. If I'm somehow taking some kind of like backdoor supplement action, now I'm still sort of not sick the way that I think. I, you know what I mean? Like there's the mentality, the mindset here is so important. And it, it's, it feels better to us mentally, psychiatrically, to take this thing that's not a medicine because on some level, I still have more of a chance. Like I, in my head, right? Like, all right, if I'm just doing this thing and I'm not taking the medicine, I, I got a better shot at this. Yeah. And it's not final. Like medicine feels very final, Neil. I go yeah. to you and I get a script and I got to go back and get it every 30 days. That feels like the rest of my life, which right. it might be, but I don't want to commit to that. And I'd rather commit to this other stuff that's too late at and, that point. And I, I totally get yeah. it because the medicines have risks. They have side effects. You go from feeling healthy because nothing's wrong with you to potentially taking a medicine that gives you side effects and makes you feel not healthy anymore, mm -hmm. right? For something that doesn't, seem like it's an issue right now, right? And then all these people are saying that, no, there's better ways. And how come this isn't happening and these things aren't happening? So I completely get it. And so there's a lot more to discuss around heart healthy supplements. I have a great article, drneil.co forward slash heart health. Okay. And so it's up on the screen right now. And read that article because it talks about other supplements to avoid and conventional care, like when to use it and when not. So I want to just say as a holistic pharmacist, this is how I would approach this, right? So your doctor tells you that you have cholesterol. I want you to know that we have to use our, our daily wellness practices to reduce our risk of diseases and to improve the quality of life. And then we want to appropriately use medications and supplements to also treat, prevent, and manage diseases. All of that is true. We want all of that together. The heart health conversation shouldn't be one where you're going to the internet to get general advice because the conversation needs to be more individualized. And this is the secret here. What are your risks? So the cholesterol thing, as I mentioned, is just one indicator of everything, right? Are we looking at the number, like cholesterol or blood pressure, or are we looking at the whole risk factors? You know, again, your doctor may be failing you here by not explaining this stuff to you in a way that helps you understand it, right? So I'm a 42-year-old male. I've got a steady weight. It's stayed the same. I've got not that great body fat percentage, right? But I do regular exercise and I demonstrate the, uh, a pretty healthy diet um, with like a slight HDL, a slight uh, raise in my LDL. So that puts me in a certain risk factor, not just the, the slightly raised LDL cholesterol. It's the other stuff that's there. Does that mean I need to go on a medicine? Well, that's up 
to me and my doctor to kind of hash out and understand where I'm at. Is that any different than a 60 year old, a 68 year old woman that has the similar wellness practice, but has like no body fat? Well, she has less body fat risk. So she's got probably less um, uh, like hardening of the arteries, but she's also a woman who's then also 65. And so then that puts her in a different risk category, right? So, so how can we say blanketly like statins are bad because it may be really, really helpful to that other person, right? And so we have to understand our, our full story and we have to take that inventory. And when we talked about all of the supplement strategy and wellness strategy to begin with, when we work with somebody's nutrition, we don't just start. We have to say, all right, so what are you eating, right? What are you actually doing? Take the inventory and be real about it. And then look at them in the context of time. If you've just started eating healthy in the last three days, that's not going to undo a whole lifetime of bad habits, right? So all of this stuff is for you and for you alone. So it's more than just blood pressure. It's more than just cholesterol. conventional practitioners can do lots of tests and they can do different analysis now than just those two things to further paint a better picture. Don't panic. Get on the wellness rails, work really hard and get all the data. But if I must say so, and I'll often say this to patients, get your risks under control now because it's about accumulative exposure to this risk. So if you go to your doctor regularly and all of a sudden, boop, that number goes up. If it stays up for another year or two, that puts you a year or two further down the track of hardening of the arteries and and, and risks for heart disease. So it's best to start today, potentially taking those medicines to control your risks as you put those practices into place to hopefully get it so you can get off of the medicines. Take the pills, but then work really really hard to get rid of them. And if you were drinking five beers a day and then three days ago you stopped, you you still have that cumulative impact. So you can say, well, I haven't had a beer in three days. That's very good. And you should keep that up. But if that's the standard your body's used to, we've talked about the maladjustment that happens with our bodies. Our bodies are going to adjust to whatever we put in it. And so if you've just stopped doing whatever the thing is, like if we ask Neil to take an inventory of what he's eating, He's going to have to talk about these peanut M&Ms this week. And the now, dark chocolate Hershey Now, is that, is that always what he's eating? No. No. But it's going to be because he can't stop. And yeah. so with them, we're going to need to intervene and try to help him. But th- that's what we're talking about. Let, let, don't just say, oh, I had a, a couple of bowls of cereal this week. If you eat a, three bowls of cereal every single day, let's be honest about that. Because we can cut it down to two. If we can cut it down to one. We're making positive impact. We're not looking to do a nuclear option for everybody here. You can't get real about what's going on if you don't look at the exact thing you're doing right now. Right. If we can be honest about that, then we can do the other pieces. But if you're telling me, oh, all I eat is chicken and broccoli and I'm, I'm 800 pounds, I don't believe you. Yeah. And so that can't be the case. And so how do we help? And and the way we help is by getting honest and taking that inventory, which we've talked about. So today's episode was more about getting you in the right headspace than it was about arguing about statin drugs and red yeast rice, right? So don't get hung up on that stuff. Both the health and wellness industries create confusion around the best path forward to heart health, right? Your doctor probably is failing you in some way. And then all of the misinformation online and clickbaity stuff is leading you down a wrong path too. They're 
just trying to sell you stuff, right? And so if we're talking about heart health, our own or other people, we find ourselves getting deeply entrenched into this false dichotomy that was fed, like you catch yourself saying, why am I taking such a strong uh, uh, approach here? Why, why is my head in this space, this medicine versus natural? That is not real. And I think I've demonstrated that the primary natural options here in, you know, in this world, the statins that people reach for, uh, the dollar store statins, as Mark calls them, they're, they're really bad pseudo medicines, right? And so from this episode and all the other ones preceding, we know that it's not one thing or the other, it's all of it together. So wellness practices, they're required and using conventional options is a smart strategy. It's a smart wellness practice to use conventional medicine. And supplements may be alternative options, but they're not wellness options just because they're supplements, right? And you should believe us because all we're selling you guys is t-shirts. And so <laughs> go to wellnessupsidedown.com. Get you some t-shirts. Get you a t-shirt, guys. Like this is the... Get, get a 2XL because you, you have obesity. Yeah. You're in the 42% bracket yeah. and then we'll get you into an L. By we're going to work you into an L. Yeah, like right. stay, stay with us and you'll take that L. So no, you cannot reverse heart disease with a couple magic foods like the internet doctors tell you, but, you know, really optimizing those five lifestyle domains will certainly lower your risk, man. And if, if you're lucky and you work hard, you could stop the chronic diseases like heart disease after stuff starts to go out of whack. And, you know, again, I just want people to be healthier. I don't want you to hold a bias that, you know, you know, it just comes from propaganda and it just gets in the way of us being our healthiest selves. So that does it for this week's podcast episode. Take a few moments to give us five-star reviews and share the podcast to your social feeds. Visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast. And remember, being our healthiest starts with us being honest about ourselves and the health and wellness industry, then blazing a new path, marching forward one step at a time. I'm Dr. Neil Smoller for Mark DeSico, and we've got your back. Thanks for joining us.